put it all on seven. Lady Luck, they call her Lady Luck, blowing them down. When she kisses me, I'm in heaven. Snake eyes. Snake eyes? Snake eyes? Welcome to the Weekend Spread. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me, we got Jameson, we got Ty, and we got Bowden Blake. And guys, for the first time in God knows how long, we have uh, not just one 500 picker, but two. Uh, Jameson, Blake, you are both sitting at 34 and 34. How does it feel to be 500 men? Dude, it feels so nice, honestly. Like, um, we have been tough this whole season, but like I said, you just need one good week. That's true. Captain, your, uh, your frogs may have lost, but you certainly were, uh, were very hot last week. How are you feeling? Yeah. So last week is a little bit of a roller coaster. If you want to hear kind of more of the downside of the roller coaster, please listen to the podcast I did earlier, just kind of 30 minute outline of the state of TCU athletics. But if we want to talk about the positives, my gambling week was awesome. I was basically Mark Stoops being an idiot and still like calling timeouts and trying to get the final touchdown to cover the spread away from going with only going out of this with only one loss. My three super dog picks last week, two of them had a legitimate chance. UNLV almost almost won their first game of the season. So close on a last-minute drive. And then Cal. I took Cal plus 400, and we were so close. Oregon had to, had to edge that one out barely. And so it hurts. It hurts when you get close with those big underdog picks. But I'll take it because my the frogs are a little preview. The frogs are... They're bad. They're bad. And we're not in a good place. But gambling-wise, I'm starting to look up. That's good. Hey, look, at least some something's going right. Ty, rough week. You feeling like you can bounce back a bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so uh, as as we know, this is a, a public podcast. So as the uh, as the feds are listening, I, I do not partake in gambling. So I don't have the, the luxury of, of a nice gambling week to uh, – Save me. So <laughs> it was just bad picks all around. But great college football again. So I can't, you know, try to stay try to stay positive. One of the craziest seasons. And we've discussed this before, but potentially the craziest season of college football in modern times. So at least since 2007, it, it feels like. So I, I'm all in on it, especially as OU hasn't been uh, involved with the crazy yet. Uh-huh. Knock on wood. Uh, especially as we go into Kansas Don't week. Don't say that we're about to play the Bean Man. No, we'll get to that later. But anyways, let's dive in. And uh, fair warning, uh, if you have small children at home, don't let them listen to this sna- uh, slate. It is, it, it's really bad. So uh, very dirty, rated, rated R at, at the very least. Let's get, get it started with a Pac-12 matchup. Haven't had one of those in forever. Uh, number 10, Oregon traveling to the Rose Bowl, take on UCLA. The Bruins are favored by one and a half. And for some reason, my graphic has them as number one. They are very much not number one. Uh, that, was, that was a mistake. That A typo on my end. Your plot twist. Oh, God. I am wavering now, Bobby. What do I do? This would be a disastrous alternate scenario where Nothing. UCLA somehow yeah. has got the number one team in the country. Oh. Not anything is possible this year. You know, by by the time we get to week fourteen, we might have a number one UCLA. Who knows? Chip Kelly has used the time stone to reverse all of his losses. 
I, I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, Bruins favored by one and a half. All lines uh, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook as well. Uh, make sure to sign up with promo code TPPN if you are in a state that allows that. Anyways, let's dive in. Uh, Jameson, as the uh, as one of the winners, you and Blake have decided you will go first. So uh, kick us off here. I know why Blake wanted me to go first, and I didn't really think about it, because I have to pick this line first, which is miserable, and I'm not happy about it. You know what? Screw it. Let's move forward with it. Did I want to pick Oregon before the pod? Yes. Did Bobby show me UCLA as number one in the country and make me completely think about it? Or, like, you know, I, I don't know. Is that a sign? I, I, I mean, it might. Number one UCLA. Ty, uh, we, can't, we can't see that. What did they want? Okay. Here's my Go. thing. Here's here's my thing about it. Oh, what is this? <laughs> it's, it's this Lord forgive me, but I must download DraftKings with promo code TPPN to support the Scooter Pod. Hey, this is yeah. a viewer only special special treat. I am not the I'm not the Lord and Savior, but I will forgive you if you do that. So, Jameson, continue. Yeah, getting getting back to this. Here's here's the thing. I, I feel like a lot of trendy people are picking you so like here, and you know, smart people are picking it. Okay, I understand that, but. UCLA has still not looked that flashy to me. You know, I, I mean, I've only watched a couple of their games, but their box scores aren't aren't popping. And, you know, I feel like they're also mildly struggling, kind of like Oregon is. So it's not like, you know, Oregon's been doing really bad, give UCLA the favorite. Um, and UCLA at home isn't really that big of, you know, a home experience we've seen this season. So I'm going to go Oregon. I'm not comfortable about it at all, even with UCLA being number one, according to Bobby. Fair enough. The the, the uh, scooter pod poll uh, published every Wednesday. Um, anyways, Blake, who do you got? Jameson's wrong. Wrong. Give me UCLA. I love this bet for so many reasons. And let's just first start with Oregon. Oregon almost lost to Cal last weekend. Like it took a last second draw or not a last second, but a game winning drive at home to beat the Cal Golden Bears. They were 14-point favorites and still couldn't cover that. I think Oregon is honestly horrendous, and the advanced statistics back me up on this, that Oregon on PFF, they are a lower-graded team than UCLA. UCLA has, I think, two somewhat respectable losses versus an Arizona State team who's solid in the Pac-12 South, and then a feisty Fresno team that Jameson bet on last week, but... D- I, DTR is what he is. He's not an elite passer. He's a really good runner. But I am, for what happened last week versus Washington and just UCLA being able to win pretty handedly, I like that because Washington has two of the best corners in the league. He only passed for about 200 yards, but very efficiently. And you look on the other side of it, Anthony Brown, Oregon's quarterback, I looked at the grades, the offensive grades, he grades out as the 11th best Oregon offensive player, which means he is the worst player in that starting lineup, and that is your quarterback when you're going out there each week. I hate that. I think Zach Charbonnet, really good running back. I love this line. I think people are going to load up on Oregon thinking because they're the higher ranked. They beat Ohio State early on in the year when they didn't have things figured out, but I really think this Oregon team's slumping. DTR can get away from Thibodeau. Give me UCLA. I love this. I like it. Ty? Yeah, so first off, important note, I I know you guys aren't – I think it comes from from not living in Oklahoma uh, for a while and not being able to go to the games. 
I'm a kind of a bigger college game day fan than you guys are. Uh, I love getting up in the morning. I love uh, so my routine is it's, it's kind of cringe, kind of you know cringe consumerist routine. But I get up in the morning. I, I go get Starbucks. I get or make breakfast, and then I sit down by by eight o'clock and I watch that super cringe, big and rich ESPN game day intro, and it just gets me going uh, for for the week. So, you know, do without what you will. But for this week, this is how bad the slate is. Game day has gone to UCLA uh, for this game, um, which. I, I think they're gonna. I get literally, and I'm not joking here. I think they will actually hire actors uh, to come and be in the crowd because UCLA just doesn't <laughs> like the student body doesn't care. No, and that that is something that Game Day does. If if you guys went and watched like uh, this year, I think week one or two, they had something having to do with mayonnaise, and they had hired people to like pour mayonnaise on themselves and things like that. They they do hire actors to go to the crowd. Uh, if you pay attention to the signs and everything else, uh, it's kind of a an unspoken secret. You'll see people holding up signs in the background for sponsors. Um, so yeah, it, but that's how little the, the UCLA fan base cares about, about football. Um, I think it's a neat game. I like PAC 12 football. Uh, I do, but if it walks like a duck quacks like a duck and it's the underdog, I'll take it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to zip where Blake zagged. I don't know the saying, uh, it's an old saying in Texas, sometimes it's probably in Tennessee. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> give me the, the Oregon Ducks here to uh, to cover by plus 1.5. Look, I, I got to disagree with you, Ty, because it is currently fade Oregon season. Uh, it happens every year. It came a little earlier this season, I, I will say. Um, but after just just completely botching that Stanford game and then immediately at home on a, off of a bye week you know like just just barely slipping by a cal team who had a billion chances um i, I don't know I, I i don't think i could go with the ducks here um and you know vegas i think sees something here in ucla uh, i i get that they you know had that fresno loss jake hayner did a great job there um and they did get beat by your uh, Arizona State Sun Devils tie, but I don't know. I'm feeling it. Um, so give me the Bruins to cover the one and a half for sure. So moving on to a different game. This is sloppy. I don't even know why it's – the fact that this even constitutes a, a game on this slate is insane. <laughs> Number five, Ohio State at Indiana. Buckeyes favored by 20. Um, the Bucks have kind of re- recovered a bit after a – Bit of a sloppy start, you know, losing to that aforementioned Oregon team. Uh, and Indiana has just frankly been atrocious. Um, so, look, that, that I got to say, uh, I, I could see Ohio State tripping up again this season. It won't be at Indiana, though. And that 20-point line looks too tasty to pass up. So give me the Bucks minus 20. Ty? Yeah, sorry, I got a little caught up in the, in the snake. Um yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you, Bobby. I, I don't want to take too much time on this one. I, I think it's a I think it's a nasty one. It's in this whole slate. It's just nasty, nasty. Um I I yeah, I really I like Ohio State here, but foo, anything anything uh twenty and above just is inherently nasty. But uh give me the buckeyes here. I think I think they're a lot like OU in the Big Twelve, you know, no matter what our doubts are. 
they're going to clean up the conference more or less. You know, I, obviously those those aren't a given. That's not a given with OU. It's not a given with Ohio State. But most probably, you know, if you're, if you're going just shooting from the hip like like I like to do, um, yeah, give me Ohio State here. It's a Big Ten game. They run the Big Ten. There you go, Blake. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not deviating from this at all and i've honestly been really impressed with ohio state lately and kind of how they bounce back after uh the embarrassing loss versus oregon early on in the season that cj stroud went from all these ohio ohio state fans being like bench him bench him bench him to now he's kind of a sneaky dark horse like heisman candidate like they've been ripping up their competition after that tulsa game and have completely turned around their season kind of similar to what ou has done uh, they had to do it more on the defensive side of the ball. OU doing it more on the offensive side of the ball. But uh, Indiana, just too just atrocious, like you said, Bobby. And I said this on the preseason podcast. I was like, Indiana got very lucky last year, and it was a cool run. But, like, they're really not as good as people think. And, like, they finally come back to earth. And, like, this is where I saw them being. And I said Michael Penix can't stay healthy, and he hasn't been able to do it. And so that's why I bet a uh, – that's why I put a Indiana under, I think it was seven and a half or something for win total because Penix can't stay healthy whatsoever. And that's what's happened this year. So give me Ohio State. I just can't trust this Indiana team. And it's so typically us that every time someone says Michael Penix, they, someone, someone starts laughing. Got an order for Mike Penix? <laughs> Oh, Mike God. Penix, Mike Penix, <laughs> are you here? Okay. Anyways, I've got I've got to order a Bofa for Mike Penix. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jameson, who do you got? I don't know why you're saying this is nasty. This is the one that I thought that was the easiest, and I think it's Ohio it State. Is. On, it is. On it Bla- is. On what happened. Blake was saying is Ohio State's looked damn good recently. Like CJ Stroud is like you know abusing the teams he's playing against because he's got the three of the best wide receivers in the country he's thrown to, two of the best wide receivers in the country, one that's also very good. But um, he's just got a great like staff around him, and this Indiana team, like you said, just doesn't have anything going for them aside from keeping it close with Michigan State, who Michigan State just plays close games. Per, like, that's all they do. You know, they find a w- way to win, but, you know, how often do they actually blow out teams? So give me Ohio State comfortably in this one. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Michigan State's just out here grinding with everyone. So I'm I- – yeah, a sweep for the Buckeyes on the weekend spread. Next up, have y'all missed Clemson? I sure haven't, but you know who I have missed? The Pitt Panthers, who are back. They're ranked 23. Talk to your children about ranked pick, ranked Pitt, uh, because they're favored against the, the Clemson Tigers. I never thought I'd see the day, but I am so happy I am. Uh, Jameson, Clemson's been pretty down. Haven't really covered a spread I believe this whole season it feels like. So uh, do you do you believe in the power of Pitt, or uh, are you uh, picking Dabo and the boys to bounce back? Here, here's my thing. Clemson has been, you know, they have not been covering because these spreads they've been giving has just been absolutely way too much for their offense, um, and we've seen that. And like Bobby was was sniffed it out with Syracuse in his wild card pick last week, but now I feel like there is a big compensation now. You know, now they are an underdog going into Pitt. I understand Pitt has only lost one game, and they're favorite. And, yes, they, they are the rightful favorite to win. But I think one thing about Clemson is that I feel like they're going to keep it close. Um, so I'm going to take Clemson with the plus three on this. I could see Pitt running away with it. But has Pitt done it enough this season to, like, 
you know, really just open some eyes. They beat Tennessee as their best win so far, really, this season. Um, but that's really the only thing that's been eye-opening, and Tennessee is a team that's beatable. Um, so give me Clemson pl- um, plus three, um, but not saying Clemson is the favorite here. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Blake, who do you got? Yep, I'm riding with James uh, Jameson and going with Clemson, and this one stings because my friend uh, Wilson sent me a stat today that – Clemson is one of four or five teams that hasn't covered a spread the entire season. Like, not a single spread have they covered. And so, this one, it's, I don't know if Vegas has a really good read on Clemson. But also, at the same time, I look at Pitt. Pitt has played very well this season. I think Kenny Pickett right now is my, like, if I had to vote for somebody for the Heisman, I'd vote Kenny Pickett. That's how well he's played. Yeah, because it's like this year there's not really like a dominant team with like a dominant player. So it's like kind of like one of those Lamar Jackson years where it's just like choose a good player on like a somewhat like a team that's kind of exceeding their expectations. And like Kenny Pickett has done that and he like grades as one of the top like I think he has the second best QB grade in America besides Caleb Williams. And Caleb Williams can't win it this year because he just hasn't played enough games. Like, sorry, but hasn't played enough games. But uh yeah, so this is hard. It's just like this Clemson's offense is so bad, but their defense is so good. And it's just, I'm just worried that Pitt losing to a Western Michigan team. I know they're a good <laughs> MAC team, but it's a MAC team nonetheless. Like that doesn't inspire any confidence. So I'm just gonna hope Vegas has finally gotten Clemson right and just hop on, hop on Clemson this week. Is Pitt the best team that has ever lost to Western Michigan? I don't know. We should someone someone should dive a, yes. do a deep dive. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. But they're not the only notable team. That is true. <laughs> that is true. OSU lost to Central Michigan that one time. Oh yeah, that was very fun. All right, Ty, who do you got? So I, I'm going to read you guys a, a definition, and I am so I'm so 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 glad that they're back. I, if you guys know me, I'm a college football grudge holder i love to see people's lives fall apart when they beat ou coach oh fuck you we can believe <laughs> oh, no. um noted family man all seven or so of his families uh, <laughs> oh, no. but clemson the day of reckoning has come and but it hasn't it's returned because i'm about to read you guys it's been forgotten in recent years this is a, a timeless classic the kids nowadays don't know about but we're old enough to not forget, and that is Clemsoning. Clemsoning is the act of delivering an inexplicably disappointing performance with high expectations, usually within the context of college football. And baby is Clemsoning back this season, and I, I love to see it. With that being said, this is Pitt. I've been burned on Clemson plenty of times this season. I have. But when it comes to college football, there is such a disparity in – the quality of athletes. And when I look at a three-point line, you guys always give me hell for this. But I always say it just for my, you know, like you you always hit until you hit 17 in blackjack. For me, in the Pickums, which, by the way, I won the only full season I ever played in the Pickums. If I see three, that's essentially a Pickum. And you guys always cringe when I say this. I think that Clemson can pull this one out. And I, I I'm I feel like I'm going to regret this one, but when I see Pitt minus three, it's essentially a pick for me, and I think that Clemson is just going to out-athlete them, and if Pitt does win, I don't see it by three. So 
Give me Clemson here. I'm not happy about it. I love to see him collapse. I hope Dabo's on the hot seat. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up. This is whenever you've used this in the past. You pick the favorite in these minus three ones because you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, it's yeah. a pick them, so I'm going to pick the team that's favored. So you're going with the yeah. underdog here, even though it's a pick them. Well, I think I think Clemson will win. But if Pitt does win, it's going to be some like crazy like end of the game scenario. So okay, I, I don't see Pitt winning by a touchdown or more. Also, okay. I didn't mention. Uh, Blake mentioned Lamar Jackson's Heisman year as a year that there, there was just no one else. Dee Westbrook and Baker Mayfield were in the Heisman ceremony that year. Yeah, they kind of split yeah. votes on that. Go ahead, Blake. Oh, yep. I was just about to say that. I'm like, well, <laughs> that's what happens when you got two there and not one. That's true. That's true. And this year's like, especially oh, yeah. like, like all the Heisman favorites this year have just Benched I mean, themselves yeah. out of like out of contention. No, like, and Lamar Jackson did deserve it in twenty six. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think there were other people. There were definitely other people there. Yeah, I will say this is a weird, weird year when what we're gonna get from the Heisman because it's like Caleb Williams is probably gonna come out as the best player all said and done. But like, do you give a Heisman to a guy that played like half I can see season? it a true freshman that played half a season? I don't want to. I don't want to uh, jinx it, but. Yeah, I, I want it. It would be. I think it'd be great. Obviously, anything is possible. Yeah, for Just sure. It, and you know, especially when Pitt is involved, anything is possible. And I hope they give it to that uh, Cincinnati dude that that doesn't know how to pull out. Uh, oh God. Okay, Ty's like going off the Ty, rails. This podcast. Ty is just gone like full full savage mode, and I love it. Um, but I, I got the slate was rated R, and then Ty started acting like he could. Yeah. Like a once Bobby gave me the uh, "no kids are listening" cleared hot, it was all oh, no. All yeah, weird. no, I, I've been I've been writing more uh, you know numbers down timestamp wise, and Coach O got at the gas station. So you yeah, know, Bobby it's... Bobby called me Ford before the podcast. So shout out to the thirteen listeners that uh, Bobby and I that have seen the Forbidden Ford segment. Oh God! Oh God! It, anyways, all right. Let me just finish this one up. Uh, He's so Pitt. Pitt. I'm taking Pitt. And it, he, here's the thing. I had concerns because the Pitt super weapon needs time to charge. And I don't know if the Pitt super weapon can, you know, release when, you know, they're favored and are, you know, playing a bad Clemson team. But here's the thing. Pitt doesn't need the super weapon. They're going to beat him straight up. Love Kenny Pickett here. They're they're playing at home. The the venerable Heinz Field and all of their empty yellow chairs are going to be so intimidating for Clemson. Um, so yeah, you know what? I, I think this is this is the game where the straw breaks the camel's back for Dabo and the boys, uh, and they get that third loss. So um, yeah, give me give me Pitt here. And uh, you know, honestly, if you told me that Pitt would be favored by three against Clemson in the, in the um, preseason, and I didn't. And then I also told myself, I'm not going to take it. I would slap myself because this is a golden opportunity. When will this ever happen again? Give me Pitt. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. 
Now, of course, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, like Oklahoma, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, that's TPPN, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game straight up and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. So, anyways, next up, we're going to talk about some gross games. We got West Virginia at TCU. Frogs favored by four and a half. Uh, both teams feel like they're in a bit of a need of a, of a get-back game. Um, TCU's been on a bit of a slide uh, lost three of their past four games. West Virginia, on the other hand, also just not a great showing recently. You know, they did lose to uh, Texas Tech. Um, so, and yeah, lost to Tech, Baylor, and OU. So just not a great, th- this this feels like a loser leaves town game in terms of, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say head coaching because I don't think Gary's seat is that hot yet. I don't, I don't think it's phys- physically able to get that hot. But in terms of Neil Brown, I would start to get worried if he if he loses this one. So um, this is a big game for both teams. Um, but, you know, like I'm going to ride with what I've been saying the entire season long, that I think West Virginia is not that great. And I think TCU is better than they've shown. Um, if Zach Evans comes back, this is a wrap, I think. Uh, the Frogs showed... You know some signs of life. Uh, I think they 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 ran into OU at a wrong at the wrong time. Um, but with that being said, I, I think they get a win at home at Almond G Carter uh, and four and a half. That 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 number is good. I like that. So give me the frogs here, Ty. Yeah, it's this one. This one is nasty too. But I think it's in Dallas. Um, Nope. <laughs> nope. Why was there don't, a wait? Where's TCU? Fort Worth. Why was don't there a the flag same. on the field after the SMU game? No, no, there wasn't. That was the <laughs> one of our coaches almost died <laughs> because of that. I'm pretty sure that was a debunked rumor by your own player's hand. I will add, uh, not by my Mustangs, but yeah, a. West Virginia got to travel far. We always talk about that. Um, I always talk about that, <laughs> uh, which I think they're used to it. But I'm, I'm really trying to, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to plant the seeds for like a West Virginia uh, in Morgantown, out of Morgantown, like Hawaii on island, off island uh, storyline because it is almost comparable travel times in some cases when Hawaii's playing Cali teams, especially. But um, ah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that at all. Yeah, yeah, Ty. That's all right. Uh, Hawaii's pretty far. I don't want to stop it. I'm pretty sure it's 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 what like four hours from morning time in Hawaii right now, (laughs) and it's nine o'clock in at West Virginia. 
No, okay. No, I'm not saying from from West Virginia to. It is five hours. Yeah, you realize it's, it's not. You realize whenever you talk about travel, it's more about the time zone change and when you're having to get ready, not the actual plane flight time. It, it is a five-hour, forty-five-minute flight to from LAX to Honolulu. Am I the only one that sees Ty's left side of his face drooping right now? Because I think he's having a freaking stroke. no. I have a t- <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Jesus. First off, first off, Bob, you might not know this. Okay, when you're traveling long distances, there's this thing called the Coriolis effect. Okay, so the travel time from LA to Honolulu is going to be different than the travel time from Honolulu to LA because you're either going with or against the circulation of the earth. Uh, with that being said, yeah, I was two hours off. It's like it's like two hours from Pittsburgh. And you realize the time Pittsburgh. zones are very different between. No, I, under- Texas I understand and- that. I understand. Okay, anyways, long travel time, they got to do a multi hour plane flight, right? Anything over than two hour, anything over two hours in the air, you got to black out to do it. Everybody knows this. All right. They're both over two hours. So I completely lost my train of thought. I was trying to do like a 30 second pick here. Give me TCU plus four and a half or minus four and a half. Give me TCU. Okay. <laughs> Pass it on to, uh, to Blake over there. I, lo- I-, I love it. Blake, Blake, you're up. Yeah, I kind of touched on this in our podcast, but our talent alone is going to win us at least seven games a year, and this is one of those seven games, and this is kind of the cyclical nature. We're going to beat up on the West Virginias, the Texas Techs, the smaller dogs, but we'll never compete with the bigger dogs in our current state. Like Bobby said, I don't think Patterson is necessarily coaching for his job as long as we have our same athletic director, but... I think TCU, this is one of the ones we're going to win. And Zach Evans and Duggan are both probable. So they're probably going to play. And so they're just so much better than West Virginia. So give me TCU. Yep. Have we learned more, Blake, about Max Duggan's injury? No, like we haven't. Gary doesn't say anything. And when he does, it's either false or today it's been more talking about the articles and stuff that have been written about him and just, like, he's going off the rails today. <laughs> it's more about defending himself than actually talking about the game plan versus West Virginia. Is he the most sensitive coach in college football? Because I kind of feel like he is sometimes. No. Who's worse? Look at Lincoln Riley when people look out windows. Yeah, yeah like, he's not canceling practice. Okay, I wasn't like from Lincoln That's- Riley. Guys, you guys know that, right? It wasn't Lincoln Riley wasn't the one who um, canceled media. It was someone. I know, but he has Riley. some. He has some say. I think. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, this but, is probably I mean, a here's bad the, idea. Here's the thing. One's more... about like secrets, and the other one he's crying because his song was used in a mean way and it hurt his there feelings. Two people above. It's not Riley. secrets, Bobby. <laughs> it's not secrets at that point. Everybody knows. Like, it was, what like attempted just, secrets versus he, eh, they played he his song and I'm sad. Lincoln Riley Lincoln just doesn't want to answer Bobby questions. Here. I've got a bone to pick with Jameson. What do you mean it wasn't Lincoln Riley? There are two people at OU that are senior to Lincoln Riley. It's Joe Consiglione, who didn't cancel practice, and Joe Haraz, who I don't even think he understands the concept of NCAA sports, if we're being honest. Okay, okay. That, that was the verbiage used from a lot of like the OU um, you know, reporters and stuff. So it came from the athletic department. It did not come from Lincoln. So it came from Constiglione, canceled practice, moved it to Everest. There's no he, way. He was the person who canceled media. 
whoever, not, I don't know if Castiglione did it, but someone in the athletic department did. This whole, like, you know, spiral of, like, being pissed off at the OU Daily. Yes, maybe Lincoln, probably Lincoln was upset about that because obviously that's not good for him. Um, but he was not the person that started the domino effect of everything that came from that. Can, can So while we're on the aside, actually, exclusive from the Schooner Pod, uh, I, I scouted it out today because I was very curious after the whole OU Daily debacle last week. So I was I had class around the time, or I had class ending around the time that practice was starting. And I was assuming, you know, with the with the OU Daily uh, revelations, that there would be increased, you know, security or, or some sort of passive measures, uh, whether it be, you know, screens or something on the windows to block. I walked through the three buildings that are the the most close or the closest to the practice field where you can really view them. Um, I'll let you guys, you know, use your imaginations or, or a campus map for that. There are some other ones that if you're really using like binoculars or, or different technology, you can also get some views, but no enhanced security whatsoever. The same, just two CSC event staff people on, on corners, nobody from the departments, no sort of passive measures or anything, which was kind of surprising. So spoiler alert, if you're trying to spy on practice, Still super but easy. Now, but the value of spying on practice is basically... Yeah, but now there's no dissolved. reason. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, like, because the only reason why they're mad is because they had one thing that they were, like, somewhat trying to protect. I don't think it took anybody seeing that to know where they were going with that, but it's just, like, they put the... They thought they pulled the cat out of the bag, and Lincoln saw it that way, but it really wasn't. Everybody knew Caleb Williams was going to start that game, and then... If he didn't, people were going to get mad at Lincoln Riley being like, you idiot, why aren't you starting this guy that came back against your biggest rival? So it was just... Any, it, anyways, that's that's beside the point. Wait, anyways, do you have yeah. any any final takes on uh, PCU West Virginia, or were you were you wrapped up? Uh, yeah, I'm done. Or okay. wait, were we yeah. on Jameson? Or... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think I got lost. Asked, I got lost Jameson asked yeah. about Duggan. That's where we were at. Yeah, I my thing is... More. I, I saw the Zach Evans um, and uh, Max Duggan injury report being probable, and that's all I needed to see. Uh, West Virginia has just been really disappointing, so give me TCS. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Let's move on to this crap that I've got next. Oh, boy. We got K-State at Texas Tech. It is a pick em. Uh <laughs> No line whatsoever. So good luck, Jameson. Who do you got? I don't want to pick this. This is nasty. Hey. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Trying to change the graph. Do you have the graphic for this? Oh, Bobby? oh shoot. Sorry. Yeah, I forgot. Okay. I momentarily forgot how to produce. There we okay, go. Okay, this makes this makes me feel better, even though I still <laughs> don't know what to do, and I still have yet to decide because pre-podcast I had Texas Tech, and now I want to lean K State. So um, I'm going to go to what my first inclination was and say Texas Tech and go Henry Columbia. You're going with the Columbia man. Columbia. Okay. Okay. Uh, Blake, who do you got? Yeah, this is a a hard one. I I struggled to find an edge because K State has played probably they've lost three in a row, but it's against three really good Big Twelve sides. And Texas Tech has won a lot recently, but they haven't really played anybody like at all. And everybody they have played, they've lost to. But I'm gonna roll with Tech here, and like my only reason why is K State sucks at covering the pass. Like, they're 96 in the nation and, like, a hundred, like in the hundreds when it comes to most passing categories on defense. And Texas Tech 
loves to pass, and they've actually been pretty good at it. They've been 11th in passing success, uh, and then also Columbia has been a significantly better uh, passer than Shao. He's grading tons better. It might be a little bit because of competition, but who knows? But honestly, Columbia has been more of an upgrade, so I'm going to take Tech. It just at in Lubbock, I just yeah, it's. I was I was reaching I was reaching for an edge here. There is not a clear one because both of these teams are weird and not very good. <laughs> They're weird. Uh, Ty, what you got there? You, you doing good? Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, it is your turn. Oh, sorry. I was I was reading uh, the biography of Monet specifically grain stacks in his, his grain stack series uh, because I'm a learned individual uh, and because I'm a learned individual. Uh, who went to Cassidy better than everyone else on this pod, uh, I will mention. Uh, I, I know that it's an obvious when there's a pick you go with the better uniforms. And although I don't know the specific uniforms worn that haven't been announced, Texas State has a much better portfolio of uniforms, if you will. Uh, specifically there. Pardon? Te- Texas State? State? Well, Texas State does, but Texas Tech. <laughs> Uh, but I spoiled it. Oh, that uh, hurts. I'm, on a lot, but I'm itching. I'm itching now. Somebody said it. Somebody said it. They're, uh, they're flat. <laughs> oh, no. It had to be mentioned on the pod. Maybe it was strategic by me. Maybe maybe it was planned. Uh, but Texas Tech, mm, chef's kiss. The the matte light gray with metallic red. Ugh, there's never been a better uniform uh, for Texas Tech. So give me tech. They got better uniforms. I expect them to come out in better uniforms at home. And they have a chimneys there in, uh, in Amarillo. During your conference. <laughs> we had to take shots. Yeah, no, we, I, 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 I know. That was definitely. Don't worry. It's saying it's Amarillo is an upgrade over Lubbock. Uh, Amarillo is definitely better. Does Amarillo have a chimneys? I, no, but they have the not. Big Tech Steakhouse. Listen, is it listen, really? Listen, Big Tech Steakhouse sucks, though. Listen to this. Yeah, but it's this guy me. goes, I'm a learned individual, so as a learned individual, I will pick Texas Tech, the, the worst learned team in all the big <laughs> Well, to be fair, it was Kansas State or Texas Tech. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's funny. I know, but still, it's Texas Well, the Big Ten does have pretty decent academic standards, I guess. Okay. Minus okay. Nebraska. I guess, I guess so. Okay. All right. I'm going to get down to it. Look, Texas Tech, I feel like they're a bit of a paper tiger here. So, yes, look, if you look at their record and you look at Columbia, yeah, they look better. But every time they face moderate to good competition, they look like trash. So they they, 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 they squeaked by Stephen F. Austin, beat FIU Handley, then got blown out at Texas, uh, squeaked by West Virginia, who I think is pretty garbage if you ask me. Uh, got blown out by TCU. The Frogs dropped 35 on them in the first half. Uh, and then slaughtered Kansas, who, like, let's be, they're Kansas. Here, Texas Tech has been fattening up on some of the biggest pieces of garbage in the Big 12 and the other parts of their conference. So I really think they're about to have a, a major reckoning here with uh, K- K-State might be their, their last chance for a win, honestly. Because after that, they have at OU, Iowa State, OSU, and at Baylor. That should be a four-game losing streak. I'm going to go with five here, though. I think uh, K-State has shown enough. Um, yeah, they, they didn't look great against Iowa State, but they kind of scrapped in. 
Um, I, I just think they're a step above Texas Tech here. Uh, it, it's tight, but I, I have the Wildcats squeaking out a win. Uh, Chris Kleiman, by the way, I, I don't know how much of y'all have been keeping up with K-State. In the same trend of uh, coaches being kind of wimps towards the media, he has asked the media for positivity as he believes it will help their team uh, turn the ship around. So he like asked the media to be nice to everyone. Which is just um, baffling to me, but um, yeah. So, Ty <laughs> oh in the private chat just said, "Wait, does PK not be penalty kick shootout? Are they actually playing football? Incredible, incredible stuff." All right, let's move on. This is going to be a great game, I think. Uh, number eight, Oklahoma State at Iowa State. The Cyclones favored by seven, not the number eight ranked uh, Cowboys. So. This is interesting because OSU has kind of scrapped their way through the schedule, uh, had a, yet another really big win at Texas, held the Longhorns to one yard in the fourth quarter, which is just – it still blows my mind. Typical been, of Oklahoma teams. Uh, exactly. Just finish out strong at the end. So my thing, my thing is with OSU, this defense is just so tantalizing. It's hard to go against them. But uh, I don't know. that. People being on Iowa State as far as they are, Vegas being as far as they are, um, it's hard not to back the Cyclones at home. Uh, this game comes down to whether or not they're wearing the black uniforms. If they go with the All Blacks, it's over for OSU. Uh, and knowing Iowa State, they probably will because they're in love with those damn things. So let's also see if it's a night game. Uh, are the Cyclones playing OSU at night? It, 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 it's two thirty, so yeah. it might be dark by the end. That that counts for me. Give me the Cyclones minus seven. Um, That's gotta be a big long stretch. game. That's a stretch. It's a stretch, but you know it's enough to get game winning field a five goal. and a half hour game. I don't know, man. Anyways, Ty, who do you got? All right. All right. So let me just say. <laughs> Water over. Um, there is there's never been a game more fall than Oklahoma State, Iowa State. It's Brocktober, the last year of Brocktober being a thing. Uh, I think I, I assume the dude's been there for like seven years, like he's Caleb Kelly um, or me uh, in in college. But I Oklahoma State really been surprising this year in terms of exceeding expectations. I, I understand it's Brocktober. I understand it's at home. This is the wrong thing to do. But give me Oklahoma State to squeak it out here. I think that Iowa State is just really, like Jameson talked about uh, when I picked, um, rightfully, when Jameson talked about when I picked uh, UNC last week, when a team is – is well, yeah. You know, you you obviously were right. Uh, when oh, a team I was is right. okay, good. a downward, yeah. When a team is on a downward uh, trajectory, you know, when things get bad, they're going to get worse. And and Iowa State came in with with pretty decent expectations and has been kind of underperforming. So, give me Oklahoma State here, uh, punching above their weight. It generally, as usual for Oklahoma State, I think they have plus seven in them. Uh, I I would, I I'm feeling Oklahoma State outright, but. You know, I've already had enough cold takes on the pod so far. So give me Oklahoma State plus seven. Okay. That is one for the Pokes. Blake, who are you backing? Brocktober or uh, OSU's defense? 
Brocktober continues, and this is just a classic pros versus Joes matchup that you see the number eight next to OSU and think, oh, like, they must be so much better. How is it a touchdown? But look, Iowa State really hasn't been that bad. They lost to a really good Iowa squad, and they lost to a very good Baylor squad on the road, which I don't think is anything to get ashamed of. And the advanced statistics prove it. Iowa State, they boast both a top 10 offense and defense in EPA, and they're just such a well-rounded team that I think because they had two quick losses that people are so off of them, but they are actually, they are incredible. Brock Purdy is, has the eighth higher highest passer rating in the nation. He's done really good. He's probably had his best season yet, but it's just because of those two losses in the loss column. That's why we don't talk about him. And the one thing that's so staggering about OSU is like this team, like Spencer Sanders can't throw. So Mike Gundy, they do the handoff play just about every single time. They do they rush the eighth most in the nation, yet they are 102nd in EPA, which looks into the success rate and stuff like that. Like, that's horrible. Like, OSU basically relies on their defense and can't score. And I think a little bit of the collapse is more of last week with Texas. Like, I pointed out, it's like Texas comes out guns a-blazing, but they just, they falter at the end, so it's like, OSU's defense is good, but, like, Texas also faltered as well. I just don't think, you can't trust OSU's offense. I think just Iowa State routes them this week. They're due for a loss. Like, that offense is so bad, so give me Iowa State. Fair enough, fair enough. Jameson, who do you got? I can see it. I really do. I'm also of the fan that, and of, of the thought process that Iowa State is much better than what they're being putting out. Um, and uh, I think that they can move forward here. But I think that uh, Oklahoma State's just scrappy, and that defense keeps things close. And while I think Iowa State's going to might have a big lead here, I could see Oklahoma State, you know, coming in and, you know, having kind of a backdoor cover here. Uh, I kind of believe in it, and I understand they've been pounding the run game, but I'm not picking Oklahoma State here plus seven because of their offense. I'm picking it's because of their defense. And I really believe in Texas's offense last week, and I understand, you know, it's not the best thing when Casey Thompson gets hurt and gets smoked. Um, It really completely takes the all gas, no breaks, and they got E fuel um, in the fourth quarter with only one yard. Uh, but I, I just I, – it's hard to go against scrappy Oklahoma State here. I don't think that their first loss of the season is going to be over seven. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I do think it's going to be a close game. I, I don't. I, I don't. Okay. I think OSU can't score, and I think Iowa State's defense is almost just as good as Oklahoma State's defense. Uh, I, but they have better offensive weapons. Man, I, I don't know about that. I really think this OSU defense is is remarkable. Um, I'm with you though. That offense is is awful. But I don't. I so I will say I don't hate Blake's take, and it is it is Brocktober, and you know after three or four years, however many years, we should have learned our lesson by now. So you know, hey, I I picked spooky Iowa things State. happen in names. Spooky and, things happen in names. Yeah. That is like OSU knows that better but than I, anybody else. I think like like Jameson said, you know, don't expect Oklahoma State to to win necessarily, but is Mike Gundy a better coach than Pete Campbell? Pete Campbell's a coward. Mike Gundy's a man. So. 
Pete Campbell. <laughs> he, our disrespect for Matt Campbell has gone to the point where we're not even calling him by his name. I love oh, my goodness. I, call Pete. Him Pete. I guess so it was, a, it was a Freudian slip because <sighs> uh, much like Pete Campbell, uh, shout out to uh, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Well, Pete Campbell. Yeah, Matt Campbell. <laughs> much like Pete Carroll. Pete Campbell is a, is a character like, in Madden. Yeah, yeah. Much like, like, uh, I'll pick up my mic for this one because this is a drop mic moment. Much like uh, Pete Carroll, Matt Campbell ain't running shit. (laughs) You guys that are old enough to remember the uh, 2015 Super Bowl will realize that joke, but... Uh, Taya, congratulations on nailing that joke on your your seventh attempt. Uh, Good work. (laughs) But anyways, it, it was a great joke. So That's what you pay me for. Not really. I, we started getting sponsored, and then Jameson and I made no money, and Bobby bought a house. I, okay. Okay, we're, we're going to brush that under the rug with the game of the week. Sure. The one everyone's excited to watch. At IRS. <laughs> Number three, Oklahoma at Kansas. Sooners favored by 38. Jameson, Sooners finally got a cover last week that was, uh, you know, more protected beyond a random touchdown. Do you think they're they're going to do it again against your beloved Bean Man? I think this is the easiest pick I've seen in a long time. OU's offenses came together. We look like that of the old OU. And you don't think that we can outscore Kansas by 38? Yes, Bean Man's going to have – he's up for two at least plays that are going to be like, wow, look at that man. The Bean Man is just running all over the field and, and playing – He's going to, and it's going to be one of the plays in the first quarter. And we're going to be like, in the first quarter, it's going to be like seven to three, you know, after the first drive. And we'll be like, oh, God, this is going to be bad defense. Our, our secondary is getting toasted. Um, but no, I think we're going to blow them out of the water. This is, this is easy. Fair enough. Blake? Yep. Jameson said it perfectly. I think OU's defense has something to prove after last week. I know it was a good win, but. Still, OU's defense, now with Caleb Williams solidifying the offense, defense is looking a little leaky, and they need to start solidifying that if they want to make a playoff push. But the only thing intriguing about this game that I might watch is if you're up on Kansas by 50, do you give Rattler those backup minutes? Yes. That, like, those backup minutes, like, that's so embarrassing, though. Like, you've been relegated to, you've gone up so much on Kansas that, like, you're like the freshman that you need experience type of thing. I think that's going to be embarrassing for him. That is, that is low, and I want to see that. Like, I'll switch to the game just to see him come in. Yeah, but but think about this. Like, he's already pretty damn low. Like, everyone around the country knows he just got, just, that went from number one Heisman ranking and now a true freshman took his job. Like, yes, going against Kansas might be low, but he needs to start making a resume this season and what little time he should get to show that he still cares. He's a team player and he's a competitor. And maybe, just maybe, in these games where we're blowing out and he shows some things on film, I understand versus a team that's already been beaten down, there is a chance that he could recreate his stock and his agent can somehow pitch him into a you know first-round draft pick quarterback in one of the worst quarterback draft classes that we've had in yeah. years so that that's my thing with spencer and, and okay. what better way that's... to what better way to take out your frustration than to just beat up on kansas's defense 
You know, yeah. that, 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 that's like something you do like when you have a bad day at work. You go on NCAA 14 and you you, you put it to Heisman di- or not, you put it on a rookie dif- difficulty and just rack up a billion points on poor UTSA or something. No, oh, UTSA is good They're this ranked. year, Bobby. Don't even yeah, not, ranked not into- UTSA. Tell your kids about ranked UTSA, Bobby, who I gave out in the pick the preseason pick that I said take them to win the Conference USA, but let's not forget about that. But me, me. Uh, I will say that, yeah, like if it's NFL stock-wise, then yes. But honestly, if he wants to just transfer to another college, I think majority of the top 25 schools would take him in a heartbeat. I really do. Like, he's a good enough talent. Like, Spencer Rattler is still good. He's just not OU good. Like, I think majority of the top 25 schools would take him in a heartbeat. He doesn't need any. Yeah. TCU? Yes, of course. No. Yes, yes, of course. Would you, yeah. would, yeah. would you, would you, would you, Alabama wouldn't take him. Clemson wouldn't take him. Ohio take State him. wouldn't take him. And then after that, after that, no, I don't, I, I don't have an answer for you. Well, okay. I Clemson, think maybe Florida. Only because they don't take transfers. But AR-15, they, like, see that's their future. I think AR-15 could win the Heisman next year, if not Caleb Williams. Like, he's going to be up there. Well, if they don't start AR-15 this year, I could see him transferring, too. Yeah, that's the thing. They've been handled. They got a dude named AR. Wait, is that a nickname, or is that his actual name? I have to ask Anthony Anthony Richardson. To be fair, we are talking about Florida. But, yeah, his number is 15, and his initials are AR, so people call him AR-15. There you go. I can see that. That's so Florida. He had three touchdowns and two interceptions and 19 throws. Um, I know, but Dan Mullen keeps on saying he might not start him. Like, he... Dan Mullen has this weird fetish for Emory Jones, and I don't understand it. Dan Mullen knows quarterbacks, though. I, I will say he I, doesn't. I said though more. he doesn't. He literally Zach had Prescott. that discussion. Yeah, but, he, but you have to remember, before that, he was playing a guy that sucked that they were begging to put in Dak and Prescott, he, and he and wouldn't he do put it. Dak Prescott in. What are you no, talking the about? Is, no, but the problem is with Dan Mullen, he rides with his guys way too long, and that's what he's doing with Emory Jones. That's what he did with I he's kind of a whatever his name yeah. before. He's so unforgettable because that's what – like he rides with his guys way too long. Like that's – Dan Mullen has good quarterbacks, but before that, he's riding with a guy like Emory Jones that just ain't it. Like he won't play more talented person. I, I love how an OU Kansas pick'em has gotten to a point where we're talking about Dan Mullen and his reluct- reluctance to bench quarterbacks. <laughs> Incredible. Ty, who do you got? So let me let me tell you guys something. You, you guys can't see this, but back behind me here, you guys see this. Like, <laughs> you can't see it. On the wings here and here, it says 627, then there's a dash, then there's a zero. Let me tell you guys something. In the eyes, that's where you can see the killer <laughs> instinct, all right? Lincoln Riley, I understand he blew out Western Carolina, Okay. He regretted it. You can see it. You watch the post-game conferences. He felt bad about it. Lincoln Riley does not have the killer instinct. Lincoln Riley does not have put up 21 points against someone and then keep the pressure on. Bob Stoops had it. Drake Stoops has it. Lincoln (laughs) Riley doesn't. Lincoln Riley will not stay on the gas, especially... You you like this is a thirty eight point spread. Lincoln Riley will not stay on the gas beyond twenty one. He won't stay on the gas 
beyond 28. He won't stay on the gas beyond 35. Do I think it is well within OU's capabilities to cover this and then stay on the gas by the first quarter? Mm, Okay, first quarter, the first half. OU could win this 77-0. to Lincoln Riley has killed before against Western Carolina. He doesn't have it in his heart. He doesn't have it. He's not a killer. You can see it in his eyes. He's a nice dude. Okay. Just say it. Give me Kansas. He's a bean man. He's a bean man. No, okay. OU is going to blow Kansas the hell out. But 38 points is a damn ridiculous spread. Okay. This is a traditional OU ridiculous spread. This is an OU ridiculous spread, all right? Our defense, bad. The bean man, bad. Is he better than our defense? I don't know. At least the bean man is a starter at a Power 5 school. Our defense, not so much. I think OU wins this by 35, maybe even 37 easily. I think Rattler gets some snaps. How do you get to 37 points? Safety. We kick three field goals. You're going for Scorigami. Okay, I think, I think, yeah, maybe it is a Scorigami. That's a great series. Watch that on YouTube, you guys. It's so good. YouTube that, Scorigami. It's NFL-centric, consumerist, cringe. But uh, I love it. Um, But, yeah, I I think OU absolutely blows Kansas out. But I think Rattler gets some snaps here because it's an away game. I think Rattler could have gotten some snaps last week. But Riley knows if he plays him in Norman, he's going to get booed. So, and I think he doesn't want that. He doesn't want the pull this publicity he wants that story to die i think rattler very well could play the entire second half here but mm, give me the bean man here just to cover i think ou blows him the hell out by four plus touchdowns but 38 is kind of ridiculous okay here's my thing i i think rattler does play the second half and i think that's why we get this cover because i think he's going to be so damn pissed I think he's going to let it out on him. And here's the thing. There's a, there's a backside to that where I could see Rattler making some dumb mistakes because he's angry and just throwing dumb passes. And he's Spencer Rattler, and that happens sometimes. But I, I, I don't know. I, I think the because the backup quarterback has something in it, I think that's why we get this cover. Um, a, a good example was uh, 2015 when Trevor Knight got benched. Um, or not benched. He just lost a job. Uh, he came in against Kansas, performed very well in the second half because he, you know, was like, "This is my time to just really kind of light it up one last time." Uh, I could see Spencer Rattler doing the same thing. Yeah. Hey, let me say one point because I think this is a really key thing on our OU podcast to say. I really don't think that Spencer Rattler is going to come in at the beginning of the second half. I think Lincoln knows deep down that, like I've been saying to this year, that he needs to get Caleb Williams more snaps and more comfort in this offense. And plus, in the back of his mind, in a very open Heisen race, I understand it's crazy, but if Caleb Williams and puts up absolute monster stats in this game, throws for or gets seven touchdowns through three quarters, which I think he could play the first three quarters, then people are talking. And we talk about it all the time. The Heisman is all up. A lot of it is about how the voters are talking in, in storylines. And my God, does Caleb Williams have a storyline? And there's not a lot of other players in college football right now that have a storyline. I think Lincoln Riley is going to overplay Caleb more so than a quarterback that we normally would have uh, in the years um, for those points. And uh, that's just another reason for it to get ugly. Spencer will play, um, but I don't know if for two quarters, I think that one quarter of Spencer and three quarters of Caleb Williams, no matter the score, makes sense. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's fair. And you know, in terms of a, like a potential Heisman run, I mean, shoot, this point in time, he's not winning know, the Heisman. He's stop. not. But we didn't but think we didn't think uh, we didn't we didn't think Kyler was going to win the Heisman when it was him and Tua. But Kyler it was played Tua all, all the way. Yeah, no, I, I, this is I different. Understand. This is different. I there are four or five guys ahead of uh, ahead of Caleb Williams right oh, now. The fact that they're only four or five is impressive. That says I mean, something. He's played two Name games, two and they're right only now. four or five ahead of him. Name two right now. Yes. Okay, so first two? off, let me, let me say. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Matt B. John Corral, Robinson. Like, no, John Matt Robinson. Corral will not win the Heisman. That's that's a cringe take. I'm, but he has a better case right he's, now than Caleb Williams. Hey, you got to play thing. games. Like you got to play games, Ty. You got to play games. And here's my thing. But he's yes, like I completely agree with that. But why? But why not try whenever there is an avenue? I understand it's a slim avenue, but do you understand how much Lincoln's clout right now in recruiting is from developing quarterbacks into Heisman's? And, you know, it does not look good right now that Spencer, you know, isn't that next guy that he's probably been advertising for the past two years saying like, hey, this guy's going to come and he's going to win it. You know, everything else in the meantime you know, doesn't matter. Uh, Spencer's going to be the guy to be the next number three. Um, and if Caleb Williams has a road, he's going to do it. And there's also other reasons for him to stay in the game. Um, I, it just yeah. makes too much sense from Lincoln's game planning. Um, from all facets of it for him to keep him in and just getting stats and getting plays. I'll say this, getting him to New York, that would be an accomplishment by itself. If he could somehow get, if he could somehow get him to New York, that'd be huge. So like, I think, I think you're forgetting that the Heisman is not like an objective, like thing. Like they, yeah, but this would be, this would be unprecedented with a freshman plus the uh, guy played half a season. Unprecedented like as a freshman. You're about a decade late for that. Well, no, I'm saying unprecedented. No, unprecedented with a true freshman. Plus the fact that that true freshman has only played half a season. Yeah, but this is the best season. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> okay. Uh, like I, yeah. Stop with the Caleb Williams Heisman stuff. I believe. Wait, I'll say this though. I believe Caleb Williams has played in every game. He's gotten at least one snap in every game, right? Oh yeah, he's dropped at least one snap in every game. That is also true. (laughs) I'll say this: that he by Heisman time, if we go to the Big Twelve Championship, he had started um, sixty-five percent of OU's football games. He's not. No, like he's not. Like he's not going because he didn't start the season. I, com- I completely, I completely understand that. I completely understand that. Um, but there is an avenue, and you know that there is. And, no, like I, no, there's not an avenue. I'm saying right here, right now, there is not an avenue for him to win the Heisman. Okay, okay, okay. Fair okay. Like, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. But I think there is. Admit oh, it. God, bless. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's let's get on we, with it. We rambled so hard this one. We we uh, we have rambled, but I love it. Um, Which you kind of need with this slate. The slate is so bad. It so sucks. you kind of need the. This is where you get off your off-topic stuff that you never get to talk about in college football. This is the slate. To this do is it. where it becomes like a general college football show, and that's where it's honestly. I mean, that's, that's what fun. the picks. That's the picks pod, right? Yeah, like, and nobody really gives a damn about these picks anyway. It's not like we're that great, you know. So let's just have a good time. Hey, I'm 500. So is Jameson. Okay, good point. Good point. Good point. Let's move on to the pick that we all love the most. It's a wild card. And I'll start us off uh, right off the bat with. You got to do it, Bobby. You got to do it. 
the I'm, most Bobby Meta game of the year. No, I'm not. I'm I am not touching App State Coastal. No, I, I'm not. I'm not mainly because I'm I'm planning on not airing this before Wednesday, but also because there is a sl- there's a, a game that I love so much, and I honestly there, there's a chance Blake might have it on his. The I'm UTSA nervous. Roadrunners minus seven against Louisiana Tech. Insane. Insane. What, how are the Roadrunners, meep, meep, ranked Roadrunners only favored by seven? And I know there might be some Vegas trickery here, but here's the thing. UTSA, I believe in them. And they can at least get a 10-point cover here. They're going to win this damn game. Louisiana Tech, not very good. I've been, uh, I, It's been something we've, me and Blake have been highlighting quite a bit. Um but yeah, give me the Roadrunners at seven for sure. So, anyways, uh, you never saw this coming. I summoned Pot of Greed. Pot of Greed. I'm using my Pot of Greed on another game minus seven that I love: the Notre Dame Fighting Irish minus seven at home against the USC Trojans. Uh, oh, look, bad, Bobby, bad. Look, Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame's a dumpster. Look, Notre, Notre Dame, not great. I agree. But here's the thing: USC. Way worse. I'm so out on the Trojans. So out on the Trojans. Like green on two dumpster fires and hope you pick the lesser of the dumpster fire. What? Bad pot of greed. Bad pot of greed. I like Notre Dame here. I I think they're a way better, way better team than USC. They've had their issues, yes, but I've also, I've also seen them play well. I have not seen USC play that well this year. I'm out on, I'm out on the Trojans. I'm gonna kick them all down. Go with the uh, Fighting Irish here. So that that's my pot of greed. Ty, your turn. I, I will say, bye, Bobby. Brilliant move. Like Notre Dame, not great this season, but slept on gambling wise. So, no, they are not slept on gambling wise. No. They've literally like been failing to cover the spreads all the time. No, 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 no I'm no, undefeated they, with Notre Dame the this season. They, they... They won one of their biggest games of the country as an underdog. Notre Dame, much like Jameson, cover your ears. Any any underage listeners, cover your ears. Texas State Bobcats. Uh, <laughs> Notre Dame is not an every week pick, right? There's nuance to it, okay? You'd know that if you went to an educated school. Uh, so with that being said, in Spain, uh, what they do nowadays, very cringe. I don't support it personally. I'm for the animals. Bullfighting. Bullfighting, what they say at bullfighting, I think. I don't know. I took Spanish for one year uh, because I took Latin for like five years and then they said it didn't count towards the modern language. Um, they say Ole, which reminds me of Ole Miss, which is allegedly actually called Ole Miss. Uh, we won't say the name of the mascot because honestly, I don't remember. And I moved to Mississippi uh, in 2017 when their their mascot name was redacted. Um not 2017, 2007. Um, Ole Miss playing LSU, all right? It's a Star Wars reference. What a game. What a game, all right? The real competition in this game, because the game's being played on Saturday, is not on Saturday. The real competition in this game is Friday night in the Instagram DMs when you got Coach O competing against Lane Kiffin for 19-year-olds in the Instagram DMs uh, to try to get them to, to come over to, uh, to wherever they're staying. And uh, that's, that's <laughs> accurate. That's, that is an accurate take that we won't get sued for because they can't deny it legally. So the spread as I have it is Ole Miss minus nine. 
LSU surprised us last week bad this year. All right. In between their surprising good performance last week and now a lot of bad storylines. There's a lot of negative, you know, sort of uh, what's it called in uh, New Orleans, like voodoo or something. A lot of negative voodoo in, in LSU's minds, right? Ole Miss, clear hearts, dirty DMs, clear eyes, can't lose. I think Ole Miss has this minus nine. Easy. Matt Corral, like Blake mentioned earlier, um, potentially a Heisman front runner at, at, at this point. He's, if you guys are old enough to remember this, he's a college football equivalent of Marshall Henderson. If you guys are, that's like one of the very few oh, college man. basketball references. That's a, great, you guys, that's a great cut. You guys will never hear another, a better college basketball reference from me. Marshall Henderson, when he played at Ole Miss, shocked the world. All right. Matt Corral is a college football version of that. L- or Ole Miss at home in Oxford. I think that having lived in Mississippi for six years, I think, um, give me Ole Miss here, right? Oxford is a world-class place to play games. I cannot wait until that's a conference game for us. Um, and I think Ole Miss has this. They have a, a surprising offense with, with Matt Corral and, and Lane Kiffin. Give me Ole Miss minus nine against LSU. Ty, if you don't mind, I, I have a couple notes on that as well that bolster your case. So it's Manning weekend. It's the Manning weekend. SEC yeah. hat. SEC yeah. hat. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Manning weekend in Oxford. Uh, they're retiring Eli Manning's number ten jersey and also hosting Arch Manning uh, as well. Oh, wow. uh, so I was it, not aware of that, but that's it, here. Mm. Here's here's how big like the Manning weekend. How big this is for them? They have panted, pa- panted. They have, they have painted uh, Manning in both of the end zones. So, like, oh wow! Instead yeah. of Old Miss, it just says Manning on both ends. It is mm. going. It is a big recruiting weekend. It is a big, you know, emotional weekend. You got Eli, Eli's dumb mug coming to town. That's going to be a big game. So, I, 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 I like that a lot, actually. Like. Yep, like, so you, usually it's either I choose games that I really like and get to watch, uh, or I choose games that I think are just one side bullying the other. We saw last week Marshall completely bullied the crap out of UNT, like I told y'all, but this week I'm just going with more a game I want to watch and was going to watch from the beginning. Nevada at Fresno State. Give me Nevada plus three. I've been on the Wolfpack all year. And this is kind of their first big test in the West uh, Division for the Mountain West. And uh, they have a gauntlet in order to get to the Mountain West final with them and then uh, San Diego State. But I'm a little like I have a Fresno State win future, but I and I think that's going to hit regardless. But I'm down on Fresno State. Like last week, they won 17-0 versus Wyoming, but Jake Hayner only th- through for less than 100 yards. I watched most of the game. It was bad. Like, Fresno State is supposed to be the team in that conference that was really moving the ball consistently. It wasn't. And so I just think Nevada wants this more. I just – I love Nevada, so I got to back my boys this week. Go with the Wolfpack. Gotcha, gotcha. Jameson, who do you got? I'm really glad that nobody picked the game that I was going to go after because I've been scrambling this whole time figuring out um, a backup and – I really like this game, and who here watches some college football after dark? You know, you know, Blake. Do you do you watch the college football primetime game after dark? You know, oh, did you yes, watch that of game? Course. 
course. Do you watch the uh, Do you watch the Utah versus Arizona State game? Yes, and I absolutely beautiful second half from Utah. And man, does that team look better with Cameron Rising as the quarterback? And they just turned around, and I feel like they are moving in the right direction right now, and they look really good. They had. Four drives in the second half, all touchdowns, ended up winning that game after being down 21-7 to versus a very good Arizona State team. And now they go to at Oregon State, and they are a three-point favorite. I really like this team because I always talk about momentum. I just you know Utah is moving with momentum. Oregon State, let's talk their momentum. They just lost to Washington State, and I don't want to bring up anything Washington State in college football, but that is kind of an embarrassing loss right now. So give me Utah. I love this pick. And I love the clean minus three as well. Okay. It's so funny that Cameron Rising might be the best of the Texas quarterbacks right now. Like, Casey Mm. Thompson and Hudson Card are not good. And what I've seen from from Rising with Utah, he's elevated them to the Utah that we thought they were going to be. So, yeah, Cameron Rising's played really good, but let's we're, we're playing a little recency bias here. Casey Thompson has done pretty damn good this season. He played really well in that OU game, and then last game he hurt his hand and got rocked as well and had a tough game um, versus Oklahoma State. So, we're playing a little recency bias here, but yes, he plays, you. What, what I put a little asterisk next to that. He played yeah. good in the first half of those games because that's all Texas plays, it seems like. All gas, so. no breaks, baby. Until <laughs> all you gas, got no, no breaks. <laughs> until, you, until you got no gas in the fourth quarter. But, uh, that, I mean, it's just simple as it's hard experience. It's, it's, <laughs> you passed out. Uh, it, it just passed out. It's fine. Anyways. All right. Well, that is the wild card, and that is your weekend spread. Guys, it's been a fun one uh, for sure. Definitely a uh, a rambler, but you know what? I I just I genuinely enjoyed this time, and you know, this college football season is just zipping by quick. So I, I will savor every annoying Clemson Pit type of game that we have to pick. So uh, thank you as always for coming on, and uh, thanks to all of y'all for listening. It's always a good time, uh, and uh, definitely appreciate you making it through to this point. But um, yeah, before we go, make sure to check out. Uh, our YouTube channel, uh, available wherever you can see the visuals that uh, we we reference all the time, despite it's just audio. Uh, and you can also check out the Schooner Sim. Our good friend Michael Whitman puts together a really good show there, uh, where he looks at the um, the upcoming OU football game in NCAA 14. Always fun, always you know, really a good time uh, for sure. And then you can also find stuff like football feasts, etc. Just a lot of good stuff. Lot of good stuff. So, anyways, for me, Jameson, Time, Boat, and Blake, this has been the weekend spread. We'll catch you next time. Have a good one. Boomer sooner. Good luck out there. That's the sign off. It's good off. Good luck out there for. Look at that! I'm rich again, lady. Look, they call him Lady Luck. Put it on black. It's red. Ah! My dad, man.